Hello there, and welcome to the Conscious Coping Club. I'm Lori Sharp-Page, and I'm bringing my experience as a psychotherapist, my baggage human, and my hunch that learning how to cope will be a lot more fun when we do it together. On this week's episode, we're exploring the feeling of anxiety, the coping skill of breath work, and the mental health resource of the sensate. So get ready to invest in your mental health right here on the Conscious Coping Club, where we cope better together. Today, we're going to navigate the complex emotion that touches all of us at some point in time, many of us every day, and that's anxiety. Anxiety can feel like an unsettling sea of unease, a foreboding shadow casting doubt and worry on our everyday lives. Your heart may race, palms sweat, you may even feel sick to your stomach, and your mind is trapped in a whirlwind of what-ifs. Yet, what if I told you that anxiety, in its core, is not an enemy, but a misunderstood ally? Anxiety, my friends, is our body's instinctive response to perceived threats. It's an essential part of our survival toolkit, a mechanism finely tuned by evolution to alert us of potential dangers and the need to respond to them. However, in our complex modern world, this tool is often activated by daily stressors, amplifying our worry and fears. Now, here's something I often tell my clients. I'd be more worried if you didn't have any anxiety than if you were filled to the brim with it. I know it's very distressing to feel that way, and it may sound counterintuitive, but here's why. Anxiety is an essential part of our emotional toolkit, a compass that keeps us safe and honestly on track. It's not about turning off the radio of anxiety. It's about turning down the volume. Anxiety, like any other emotion, needs to be acknowledged and understood, not suppressed. You see, the more we try to avoid it, the louder it gets. Instead, let's aim to understand its message and respond to it with care, compassion. Currently, I'm at a conference where I don't know anyone. This is the conference I talked about in our last episode, the one that I was very apprehensive about prior to getting here because I was anticipating the unknown and very uncertain experience. And now that I'm here, that apprehension has transitioned into full-blown anxiety. So what changed? Well, I got here and it got more certain. I knew what I was going to be doing and I started doing exactly what I planned to do. I started talking to people and introducing myself and telling people about my work and my book and all this stuff to strangers and whoo doggy, nothing gets my anxiety going quite like networking. But let me let you in on a little secret. It's actually part of the reason I'm here, attending this conference. Because talking to people, putting my work out there, going after and asking for what I want, all those things are things that made me anxious this past year. And because of that, I've actively avoided them, which didn't do me any favors. In fact, it made me more anxious to do these things. It's also part of the reason I decided to come to this conference, because I needed to interrupt the cycle, and I needed to interrupt it in a big way. And the best way to confront an anxious avoidance cycle well, it's to confront whatever makes you anxious. So here I am, anxious as heck, but working through it, one handshake and elevator pitch at a time. I was blessed to find an organization and group of people that do feel safe enough for me to try this with, but it's still not easy. And yes, I am here doing it, 
and it is uncomfortable and it is taxing, but it's so worth it. Because each time I do, I'm getting more confident and I'm chipping away at my anxiety of meeting strangers and talking about my work. For whatever reason, my mind and body had incorrectly learned that being vulnerable like this was a threat to my safety. But by practicing it repeatedly, I'm adding meaningful data points to what my rational mind already knew. Data points that really demonstrate that networking will not kill me. But avoiding my anxiety certainly will kill my own growth. Effective coping with anxiety can look a lot of different ways, but I find that engaging in movement, calling a friend, journaling, or breathwork are particularly effective skills for me. Ineffective coping with anxiety usually takes the form of isolation, avoidance, or numbing. Using these types of skills to cope with anxiety can be extremely problematic because the more we avoid learning how to cope with anxiety, the more anxious we become. It's important to not get stuck in a feedback loop with anxiety where you just keep hiding from what makes you anxious so that your brain learns more and more that you should be anxious of that thing. Because when we run from it, we'll always be kept in that loop. So remember, you're not alone in this journey. All of us experience anxiety in different ways and intensities. There's no right or wrong way to feel. And there are ways to navigate through these unsettling feelings. But anxiety is not the bad guy. It really isn't. And when you learn how to cope with it, you can control it in such a way that it brings more value to your life and doesn't keep you stuck. Now we're going to talk about a potentially effective coping skill for you to utilize with anxiety, and that's breath work. Breath work in its essence is the conscious control of your breathing. It's an umbrella term for various techniques that encourage you to consciously adjust your breathing patterns. When we're anxious or stressed, our breathing often becomes shallow, rapid, and focused in the upper part of our chest, sounding a lot of times like this. This kind of breathing can perpetuate feelings of anxiety by keeping us in a heightened state of stress. Breathwork helps to interrupt the cycle by returning our breath to a more calm, deep rhythm centered instead of in our chest, in our belly. Breathwork is like a bridge, a conduit between our body and mind. By consciously regulating our breath, we send a message to our brain. It's safe. We're okay. We can relax. And it may seem silly, but our brain really needs that message sometimes. And the beauty of breathwork is that it is always accessible, a tool in our pocket that can be pulled out at any time without anyone else really ever knowing. Now we're going to demonstrate a simple technique you can start with the 478 method. I'm going to explain it and then I'll take a moment to actually show you what it looks like. When we do the 478 method, we breathe in for four seconds, we hold it for seven seconds, and we exhale for eight seconds. You can repeat the cycle for a few minutes and you will likely notice a sense of calm washing over you. Let me now take a moment to demonstrate this. Keep in mind that usually, even if we're not anxious, most of our breath is in our chest. We tend to take very shallow breaths. If you take a breath and you just feel your chest move out, you know you're not using your full lungs and we want to redirect that. When we take a deep breath, we really want to feel it in our belly. And a way that we can tell that that is happening is put your hand on your belly. And if your belly expands, you're taking a deep breath. See how different that is? All right. 
you can really use any numbers that come up for you. Just make sure that it is long enough. We don't want shallow, short breaths. We want deep, full breaths. What's really, really important is that our exhale is longer than our inhale. And the reason why is because that helps, again, our body to know that we are safe and that we can shift out of fight or flight and back into a mindful, balanced state. So let me show you what this looks like. Put my hand on my belly. I'm going to take that deep breath in for four. I'm going to hold for seven. And then I'm going to exhale very slowly for eight. Now, one thing I like to do to make sure that that exhale is longer than the inhale is to put my lips as if I were whistling. Now, fun fact about me, I can't whistle. One of the few things I can't do in life, I can't whistle. So if you're looking at this saying, that's not how you whistle, just know that it's because I just don't know. <laughs> so one of the things when we do that is it really helps to control the exhale. We can control it. So I really encourage you to go like that. Do that a few times and see if you can get yourself into a more rhythm state. If you are very anxious, it will take some time. And that is nothing against you. That is just your system needs some time to calm down. Keep with it. I want to remind you, though, that breath work isn't about forcing or struggling. It's about gently guiding your breath. If you ever feel lightheaded or uncomfortable, return to your natural breath. And as always, feel free to make adjustments to any technique to make it feel more comfortable or accessible for you. So go ahead and try out some breath work. I hope it serves you as a valuable tool for your navigation through the natural and normal ebbs and flows of life. Take care of yourself. And remember, your breath is a powerful ally. And finally today, we're taking a look at a fascinating mental health resource that's gaining traction in our fast-paced digital age. This is the Sensate. The Sensate is a wearable device that helps to regulate your vagus nerve. It's designed to reduce stress and improve general well-being. It uses a combination of sound and vibration to stimulate the vagus nerve, which is the body's relaxation nerve that runs throughout your body like a supercharged highway. This is also the nerve that controls your rest and digest response, which is really what we're looking for when we're trying to calm ourselves. To put it simply, the vagus nerve helps to manage your body's stress response. It's instrumental in promoting our ability to bounce back from stressful situations and return our body to a state of equilibrium or regulation. The device does this by utilizing a blend of vibrations and specifically composed audio tracks. It is app-activated, and so what you do is you will rest the device on your chest like so, right on your breastbone. And then you will get into the app and you will choose what type of music you're looking for. And it sends soothing, synchronized vibrations and sound. This combination works to stimulate the vagus nerve, fostering a deep sense of relaxation and enhancing your body's stress resilience. Sensate also has the ability to monitor the function of your vagus nerve indirectly by measuring your heart rate variability. High HRV suggests a well-toned vagus nerve and a flexible nervous system that can quickly return to a state of equilibrium. What's remarkable about the Sensate is that it aims to help you achieve a state of relaxation that's typically associated with deep meditation without the need of years for practice. It's an innovative approach bridging ancient wisdom with modern technology to support our mental health. I've been using the Sensate for several years and I've used it with a couple of my clients as well. And I think it's a really cool tool to have in your back pocket. 
it is an investment. And I do wish there was the opportunity for people to try it because not everybody likes this and not everybody is going to feel comfortable utilizing a wearable. But if you have the opportunity to try it out, I would highly encourage you to do so. Just like any technique, though, don't expect amazing things to happen the first time. It takes some time to really get into a space of understanding how to bring your body back using the Sensate. I really, really like it for moments when things feel so overwhelming. I'm not thinking straight. It helps my mind and body get back into a place where I feel like I'm able to have a little bit more clarity of thought because I'm not just in my body feeling the anxiety consume me. So make sure to check out the Sensate. I think it's an exciting example of the future of mental health technology, specifically in wearables. As we continue our journey towards conscious coping, it's intriguing to see how modern technology is harnessing ancient knowledge to bring about change. That's all for this episode of the Conscious Coping Club. Join me in this journey at ConsciousCoping.club where we navigate the labyrinth of life together with intention, courage, and a sense of discovery. Make sure to like and follow for more great coping content. And until next time, don't just cope, consciously cope. Mm-hmm.